praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Trust that our hearts have been touched of the Lord since we have started our fast. And as we continue, we are praying that the Lord will destroy some yokes within our lives. Last week, we were looking on the spirit of jealousy and looking on the character of King Saul and David. And we're going back for a short while tonight to First Samuel chapter 18. First Samuel chapter 18. We looked on some of this last week, but I will begin there again. Beginning at, at verse 1 of 1 Samuel chapter 18. I believe I... Read from... Samuel chapter 18. You may follow in New Living Translation. I'm going to read from one of my Jewish texts. Just the first first couple of verses. It says, After David had finished talking with Saul, the New Living Translation, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them. For Jonathan had loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. Uh, from, From the Torah, it is read. And it was as he finished speaking to Saul that Jonathan's soul had become attached to David's soul. And Jonathan loved him as himself. Thou shalt love your neighbor as thyself. So here we have a picture of what God desires in relationship. The son of Saul whom the Lord had rejected as king Jonathan his spirit remained pure and he loved David Saul's enemy as himself he loved his dad's enemy as himself now From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David. Together with his tunic, sword, bow, and belt, he made a, a covenant with David. 
David is anointed by Samuel as king. And now Jonathan is acting this out because he uh, naturally would be here to the throne. But he sees where God is going. So we, we're now seeing an individual who is not carrying the spirit of jealousy. His father is struggling. He's struggling with the spirit of jealousy. But Jonathan's spirit is pure. He loved David as himself. He's not challenged because David uh, is, 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 is anointed as king. He's not insecure. In fact, when we read on, he's going to ask David uh, to ensure that his family is spared. Because he knows what God is going to do uh, in the life of David. And so, whatever Saul asked David to do, David did it successfully. Whatever Saul asked David to do, David did it successfully. Why? Simply because he was walking with the Lord. The presence of the Lord was with him. We are sucks where we can only be successful if we have the presence of the Lord. We can call anything else success. But if the Lord is not with us, time will prove us otherwise. And because of this, Saul made him a commander over the men of war, an appointment that was welcomed by the people and Saul's officers alike. When the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. This made Saul very angry. One song One song that highlighted the victory that David had, not by his own strength, because he went to war in the name of the Lord. And the people looking on recognize and they begin to sing and praise Saul. And also praised David. And but to David, they said he had killed 10,000, 10 times more than what Paul, not Paul, Saul had killed. And because of that, Saul was very angry. What's this? He said, they credit David with 10,000. And me with only thousands. Next, they'll be making him their king. Now, if we recall, last week we spoke about how after disobeying the Lord, after rejecting the will of God, 
Saul was ultimately rejected by the Lord. And the evil spirit went forth to torment him. And David was introduced as the son of Jesse who was skillful on the lyre of the harp. And he was called in to the king's palace to play this instrument. And when he plays it, it will provide some sense of calm to Saul. And so here now, Saul is listening to the words of the singers. And in his insecurity, he's jealous of David. So the Bible said, so from that time on Saul, kept a jealous eye on David. Hello, somebody. You see, in our walk with the Lord, or in this world, brothers and sisters, there are always going to be people who are better than us in some areas of life. It's always going to be people who are anointed differently from us. Always going to be people who perhaps are blessed with wealth. Academically, they are blessed. They're smart. we should be comfortable never to compare ourselves with others. Never to believe that because someone is more advanced in one area of life that they are better than us or we are less than them in the eyes of God or because we are more advanced in some areas that we are better than them. No. Every individual, and I'm speaking to the body of Christ, every individual has a purpose in God. Every person who is called of the Lord has a purpose. And no man can fulfill your purpose. God has a plan for your life and he has a plan for my life. Every one of us. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not any more special than anybody else in the kingdom of God. I used to want to believe that when I was young in the faith, but I found that out to be pride. And so we quickly repent. Now, the very next day, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelms all. Brothers and sisters, let me mention, if there is sin in our lives, it leaves an open door for Satan to have an occasion with us. If we have unconfessed sins. 
there's going to be an open door for the enemy to torment us. Now, this tormenting spirit overwhelmed Saul and he began to rave in his house like a madman, became angry. And so David is at, is at his position playing the harp as he did each day. But Saul had a spear in his hand and he suddenly hurled it at David, intending to pin him to the wall. But David escaped him twice. Brothers, Saul's anger with David had become hatred. There's no telling what can happen if we have resentment, bitterness, hatred in our hearts for our brothers and sisters. First John 3 and verse 15. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. Anyone. It doesn't matter how many years you have, you have been in church. It doesn't matter how much you speak in tongues. If you hate your brother, uh, you are really a murderer. And John tells us no murderer has eternal life abiding in them. Let's, let's, let's watch Paul, um, Saul's life. So he's angry with David and he tries to kill him. But David escaped. Saul was then afraid of David. For the Lord was with David and had turned away from Saul. Finally, Saul sent him away and appointed him commander over 1,000 men. And David faithfully led his troops into battle. Why? Because the Lord was with him. Brothers and sisters, there's a next side to this. Don't worry about those who are jealous over you. Just continue to live for God. Don't worry. Don't become fearful. Begin to try to develop or to prepare uh, some sense of defense. If the presence of the Lord is with you, he will defend you. He'll be a shield around you. The Bible said David continued to succeed in everything he did. For the Lord was with him. You can only get success when God is with you. When Saul recognized this, he became even more afraid of him. So you see, brothers and sisters, this is a jealous individual. Who now hates his brother. 
And he recognizes the truth that God is with him. And he is still trying to kill the anointed man. And he's afraid of him. And he sees the success of David and knows it's because the Lord is with him. And he is still angry. He's still jealous of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he was so successful at leading his troops into battle. Saul now uh, made a plan to give his older daughter to David, switch at the last minute. But verse 20 tells us that in the meantime, Saul's daughter, Michael, had fallen in love with David. And Saul was delighted when he heard his second daughter is now in love with David. And this excites him. Why? Because his daughter is about to get married to a warrior. No. Saul said to himself, see, it's always about the jealous individual. But to David, he said, today you have a second chance to become my son-in-law. Sorry, let's, let me back up. Verse 21. Saul was del- delighted when he heard about it. Here's another chance to see him killed by the Philistines. He wants his daughter to get married. To create another opportunity to have David killed. See? He's now, he's not even thinking about his daughter. The passion that she's feeling for David. The future that she has in his mind for David. It's all about Saul. Then Saul told his men to say to David, the king really likes you and so do we. Why don't you accept the king's offer and become his son-in-law? When Saul's men said these things to David, he replied, How can a poor man from a humble family afford the bride price for the daughter of a king? I don't have any money to pay for the dowry. When Saul's men reported this back to the king, he told him, Tell David that all I want for the bride price is 100 Philistine foreskins. Vengeance on my Enemies is all I really want. Looks good. Kill some of my enemies. And that will satisfy me. You don't have to pay me any dory for my, uh, as it was was customary, for, 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 for your bride. But what Saul had in mind was that David would be killed in the fight. A jealous person. A person who's carrying the spirit of jealousy won't mind when something bad happens to you. They never think good of their brothers and sisters. That sort of a spirit will attempt, will do anything to take you out. David was delighted to accept the offer. 
before the time limit expired, he and his men went out and killed 200 Philistines. And David fulfilled the king's requirement by presenting all their foreskins to him. So Saul gave his daughter to Michael, his daughter Michael to David to be his wife. When Saul realized that the Lord was with David and how much his daughter Michael loved him, Saul became even more afraid of him and he remained David's enemy for the rest of his life. The next thing, brothers and sisters, if God removes his presence, all kinds of spirits, when we don't walk with the Lord, we have unconfessed sins. It takes one sin to open the door to all kinds of different spirits to come pouring into our lives. Bible said that for the rest of his life, he was enemy with David. Bible said every time the commanders of the Philistines attacked, David was more successful against them than all the rest of Saul's officers. So David's name became very famous. David, Saul again, now urged his servants and his son Jonathan to assassinate David. But Jonathan, because of his strong affection for David, told him what his father was planning. He loved David as himself. He wouldn't want what he, what, what he would want David to tell him if there were a situation like this. He would want what was best for him. So he did what was best for David by telling David what his father intended to do. Verse 9, 19, 9. One day again, Saul was sitting at home with spear in hand. The tormenting spirit from the Lord suddenly came upon him again. As David played his harp, Saul hurled his spear at David. But David dodged out of the way, leaving the spear stuck in the wall. He fled and escaped into the night. And he sent troops to watch David's house. They were told to kill David when he came out the next morning. But thank God, Michael, David's wife, warned him, if you don't escape tonight, you'll be dead by morning. So she helped him climb out through a window and he fled and escaped. That's that's how badly, that's how badly Saul wanted to kill David. Now, let me go over to 
times of the essence. So let me go over to chapter 22. David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. He's running away. Running away from, from, from Saul. And let's look at Saul chasing after David. David had an encounter with the priest. Now, verse 11 tells us now, King Saul immediately sent for Ahimelech and all his family who served as priests at Nob. The Edomite, if you read that chapter, the Edomite who was there when David had the encounter with the priest had now reported to, to, to Saul that David was with the priest. And Saul in his anger and his rage is now searching for David. And he sent for the for the priest. When they arrived, Saul shouted at him, Listen to me, you son of Ahitob. What is it, my king? Ahimelech asked. Why have you and the son of Jesse conspired against me? Saul demanded. Why did you give him food and a sword? Why have you consulted God for him? Why have you encouraged him to kill me as he is trying to do this very day? But sir, Ahimelech replied, is anyone, anyone among all your servants as faithful as David, your son-in-law? Why he is the captain of your bodyguard and a highly honored member of your household. This was certainly not the first time I had consulted God for him. May the king not accuse me and my family in this matter, for I knew nothing at all of any plot against you. He's upset. Even of David inquiring of the Lord. He's upset because David is close to the priest. He's upset. And now, here, here is Saul's word words in, in, in verse 16. You will surely die. Ahimelech, along with your entire family, the king shouted, and he ordered his bodyguards, kill these priests of the Lord, for they are allies and conspirators with David. Kill them. What kind of a spirit is that? And you have it in the church. Some folks just don't like to see anointed people. Some folks just don't like to see the spirit of the Lord move in an individual. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you're carrying a dangerous spirit. If when the Holy Ghost begins to move, you begin to get upset in your spirit. That's a dangerous spirit. 
That's a spirit that you need to go to an altar about and say, God, hallelujah, I need to repent before you. There's an evil spirit that's tormenting me. Can you take it away? The man is now giving a command as the king, kill these priests of the Lord. He's now attacking God. For they are allies and conspirators with David. They knew he was running away from me, but they didn't tell me. But Saul's men refused to kill the Lord's priest. Then the king said to Doak, you do it. So Doak, the Edomite, turned on them. The Edomite killed them. That, that day, 85 priests in all still wearing their priestly garments. Not even God, when he was ready to take the life of Aaron, would take him in his priestly garment. Told Moses, take him to the mountain, undress him. He's going home. He wouldn't allow death to touch him in his priestly garment. But this man had no fear. He said, I'm going to kill them, kill them. 85 of them adorned in their priestly garment. Saul had them killed. Only Abiathar, one of the sons of Ahimelech, escaped and fled to David. When he told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord, David exclaimed, I knew it. See, brothers and sisters, there's an old proverb, proverb 26, in verse 11. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. Proverbs 26, verse 11. Peter says in 2 Peter 2 and verse 20, and when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and then, and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they are worse off than before. It would be better if they had never known the way to righteousness than to know it and then reject the command they were given to live a holy life. They prove the truth of this proverb, a dog returns to its vomit. And another says, a wash pig returns to the mud. Now, very quickly, let me, verse, chapter 28 of 1 Samuel, very quickly. The Bible now tells us That the Philistines mustered their armies for another war with Israel. And King Achish told David, you and your men will be expected to join me in battle. David is now lodging in the territory. This, I believe, is for about seven years. 
He's outside the land of promise. And now he's with he's now with the enemy. And now Saul is now being attacked by the enemy, the Philistines. They are ready to attack Saul. The anointed one that would normally defend them, David, who brought many victories, is missing. And Saul, the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 28 and 3, Meanwhile, Samuel had died and all Israel had mourned for him. He was buried in Ramah, his hometown. And Saul had banned from the land of Israel all mediums and those who consult the spirits of the dead. So all those witchcraft workers, Saul had expelled them from the land. The Philistines set up their camp at Shunem and Saul gathered all the army of Israel and camped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the vast Philistine army, he became frantic with fear. He asked the Lord what he should do, but the Lord refused to answer him. Either by dreams or by sacred lots or by the prophets. He was trying various mediums. And none of them, the Lord was silent because his life displeased the Lord. Saul then said to his advisors, find a woman who is a medium so I can go and ask her what to do. He wants a person, a woman who deals with witchcraft. He wants to consult such a person since God is not speaking. Uh, I'm in a sense of hopelessness, fear, and panicking. Somebody has got to speak. And if it is not the Lord, well, somebody will have to say something. Now, his advisors replied, there is a medium at Endor. And now, there's the next question to ask. Those that were around him knew that the king had given a command to kill all the workers of witchcraft. To kill them, take them out of the land. How is it that they can recommend one to him now? So they tell Saul, we have one. He's at, she's at Endor. Saul disguised himself by wearing ordinary clothing instead of his royal robes. Brothers and sisters, you see how sin plunges us into utter darkness. You see how once we give an opening to the enemy, he takes the whole being. He wants everything. 
This is like a dog returning to his vomit. He went to the woman's home at night, accompanied by two of his men. I have to talk to a man who has died. He said, will you call up his spirit for me? This this is an individual who was anointed king. And we, brothers and sisters, I don't want us to be afraid, but we have people who will not let go of their past. There are folks who don't mind being in the church and still consulting with other spirits. This is detestable. God hates this act. It disgusts him. And no person who find themselves doing such things has any hope for eternal life. Has any hope for seeing the Lord, for being with the Lord. There is a great curse that comes along with it. Are you trying to get me killed? The woman demanded. I I, I don't understand. Are you trying to get me killed? You know that Saul has outlawed all the mediums and all who consult the spirits of the dead. Why are you setting a trap for me? Saul took an oath in the name of the Lord. (laughs) See, sound churchy, but wrapped up in some dark things. Still talking about the Lord. Don't mind taking an oath in the name of the Lord, but still mixing up with some dark things. If he were not jealous in the beginning of David, David would have been present right by his side to fight the Philistines. And the scripture kept on telling us over and over again that he was successful in everything that he did because the Lord was with him. Even In his place of being rejected, had God, had David gone out, inquired of the Lord, gone out to battle, because the Lord gave him the okay to fight, to defend the land of Israel, Saul would have seen. A victory. But because he became jealous. Because he. Started to hate his brother. Drive him out. From out. 
from his presence. He's not hiding in the camps of the enemy. Saul is left alone. And there's no word from the Lord, none to answer him in a time of need. And so his desire is to hear from the occult. He wants to hear through a witch. Some folks just love a word that's speaking to their future. If you don't get it from God, you don't mind getting it from somebody else. Sounds, brothers and sisters, this is real. It is real. And God want to rid us of it. He took an oath in the name of the Lord and promised her, surely as the Lord lives, nothing bad will happen to you for doing this. Finally, the woman said, well, Whose spirit do you want me to call up? Call up Samuel, Saul replied. When the woman saw Samuel, she screamed, You deceive me. You are Saul. Don't be afraid, the king told her. What do you see? I see a God coming up out of the earth, she said. What does he look like? Saul asked. He's an old man wrapped in a robe. She replied. Saul realized it was Samuel and he fell to the ground before him. Listen, brothers and sisters. We can get back to this text for us to have an understanding. What does this mean? The first thing we recognize Whatever happened, it was not normal for the woman. She screamed. Said, you deceive me. Saul said, what did you see? A God coming up out of the earth. What does he look like? He's an old man wrapped in a robe. And Saul bowed, fell to the ground before him. See, brothers and sisters, you can't escape out of the hand of God. You can't. Saul now says, Bible said, why have you disturbed me by calling me back? Samuel asked Saul. Because I am in deep trouble. Saul replied. The Philistines are here. Are at war with me. And God has left me. And won't reply by prophets or dreams. So I have called. For you to tell me. What to do. Avoiding. Repentance. Will lead us. To some dark places. When Saul should have mourned in repentance, mourned for his sins, he avoided confession until 
Samuel told him that the kingdom is taken from him. God has rejected him as king, held on to the, the, the robe of Samuel and tore it. Samuel turn around and tell him the kingdom is taken from you, taken out of your hands. After which he wanted to tell Samuel, it's the people, begin to confess. I have disobeyed God. But there's a time for repentance. There's a time for us to fall before the face of the Lord. The Lord has done, Samuel said, just as he said he would, he has torn the kingdom from you and given it to your rival, David. Samuel now tells David, tells Saul rather, that David is going to become king. The Lord has done this to you today because you refuse to carry out his fierce anger against the Amalekites. What's more, the Lord will hand you and the army of Israel over to the Philistines tomorrow. And you and your sons will be here with me. The Lord will bring down the entire army of Israel in defeat. Fell full length on the ground, paralyzed with fright because of Samuel's word. You see, you see a man who is walking by the flesh. A man who is not walking with the Lord. And the end result is the works of the flesh. Galatians 5, 19 to 21. We had posted this today in our, in our reading. Uncleanness, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murder, murders, drunkenness, revelings. And such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. First Chronicles 10 verse 13 tells us, so Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. Died in his transgression. Micah 5 verse 12 tells us that God said, I will cut off witchcrafts out of thine hand, and thou shalt have no more soothsayers. It's a terrible thing. There is a command. In Exodus 22 and verse 18. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Regard not them 
that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord, your God. Seek me. Leviticus 19.31 I am the Lord, your God. I'm a jealous God. What a tragic end to a man who started well. Leviticus 20 verse 6 and 27 and the soul that turneth after such as have familiar spirits and after wizards to go whoring after them I will even set my face against that soul and will cut him off from among his people that is God's word and God knows those who do such things, God is against such a man. That's why we're told to guard our heart with all diligence, brothers and sisters. Because out of this heart comes the issues of life. That demonic spirit of jealousy that makes us want to kill our brothers, makes us want to part company with our brothers, allows us to see our brothers and our sisters as enemies, is not of God. It is not of God. It will lead us into dark places. Saul spent many years trying to kill David. Did not know that he was fighting. Not that he did not know. But that spirit took control of his mind. And he was ultimately being used by the enemy to fight against the one whom the lineage, the Messiah, was coming through. David, lineage, Jesus Christ of Nazareth was coming through that lineage. And Saul hates him. Brothers and sisters, I try to be as simple as I can tonight. I hope that you have learned something. But let's look around. I'm not asking. There are those who are jealous of individuals. The anointing comes from God. There is nothing that man can do about it. We can try to kill, but we will never have. It is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous. We are called as brothers and sisters to bless, don't curse, 
place. Speak positive about our brothers and sisters. Bless them. Don't let the enemy use us to destroy one another. Bless people. Love your brother, even as Christ has loved you. Let's love one another. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. That spirit of jealousy has got to go. He can't reign. My body has no room for jealousy to reign in. My body is the temple of the living God. My body was made to worship him. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and bless the name of the Lord. Open your mouth and tell you, tell the Lord, my body is your temple. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Possess me, Lord. Reign in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may have a gift in you may have, hallelujah, the potential to do what someone else is doing, but you got to wait for your time of showing. It may be in you, but no man can prevent you as long as you're walking with the Lord from becoming what God wants you to to be. Wait upon the Lord. Be of good courage. If you're called to teach, when God is ready, you will be teaching. If God anoints you to sing, when God gets ready for you, no man can hold you. I face jealousy in my life. I can I close with this testimony. I remember one point in time, I saw it, I recognized it, a strong sense of jealousy around me. kept quiet and church praising the Lord went home kept quiet and one night in that basement where we were living laying down beside Sister Mary in the bed probably about 3 o'clock in the morning and I felt when a presence was over me but I was asleep And while I was there sleeping, I heard the voice of God plain. No man can take away what God, what I, God, place inside of you. I jump up. Hallelujah. And when I woke up, I, I couldn't move. And I heard the statement again, no man can take away what I, God, place inside of you. And I couldn't move. And it was louder. He spoke louder. And on the third time, he spoke so loudly. I trembled. No man, and he was stern, can take away what I, God, place inside of you. And I began to cry. My wife began to ask me what was happening, but she couldn't hear what the Lord was saying. God, the Lord came to speak with me. 
I couldn't get up. I couldn't sit up. The presence left. I couldn't get up. I couldn't sit up. I rolled off the bed and dropped boof on my face, crying and worshiping God. Hallelujah. And some folks don't believe. And God began to show me some stuff. Hallelujah. About the spirit of jealousy. It's in the church and it cripples the church. Cripples the church. Hallelujah. Jealous. Hallelujah. Because your name is not being called. Jealous. Hallelujah. Because God is moving away. And because you were not, you're not doing something that probably you normally do. You become jealous of your brother. Burning with a passion of anger. It's not of God. Hallelujah. Behave yourself wisely in the house of God. Hallelujah. Let the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, saturate your innermost being. Hallelujah. You don't have to be called by men. If heaven is honoring you, give God glory. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. If men forget you and heaven is honoring you, give God glory. If you have a clean spirit, you wouldn't complain. Praise him. Hallelujah. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, I've passed through days. Hallelujah. Moving across the land of the island of Jamaica, pitching tents left, right, and center, working all night, two, three weeks up and down. Hallelujah. Doing all sorts of hard labor. And when the service go on, when the limelight begin to shine, never called on once. Didn't bother me. Didn't bother me. Never called on to testify. Didn't bother me. I look on altar call. When it comes around, I'm just so glad to, to, to witness to a few folks at the altar to see them get the Holy Ghost. When they fill with the Holy Ghost, that was where my joy was. When you baptize a few folks, that was where my joy was. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We need to think about the church is not a place for men to shine. It's a place for God to be seen. That's why that's what he called us for, for us to shine so that the world may see, see us, see, see the, the glory, the lights that shining through us and glorify the father, which is in heaven. May see the light. Come on, saints of the living God. We're going to be praying one more time as we close off now. Time is of the essence, uh, but we're going to be praying. Hallelujah. And if this spirit of jealousy is in you, there's room for repentance. Hallelujah. You can hate your brother and go to heaven. You can hate your brother and dance around in church. Hallelujah. That dance is a dance of hypocrisy. That shouting is a shouting of hypocrisy. You can't be jealous of your brother. My God Almighty, I'm blessing with your same mouth. That's hypocrisy. Hallelujah. And the Lord finds no pleasure in it. Hallelujah. It's time the church become clean. Hallelujah. 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 You, you can't have bad thoughts about your brother and sister and call yourself a child of the Lord. Satan has filled your heart. Satan is occupying your mind. It's time for us to pour it out. It's time for us to empty out ourselves before the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Things don't go your way, my God Almighty. You don't get the measure of success that you want in life. Never get the job you want. Never get some things that you want. You want to ask certain and certain people to do something for you. That's a devilish spirit. You know what the church stands for. And you know what the Lord requires of you. And you go against his word. Hallelujah. 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 You know that the Lord, you know there's no blessing. You know what the Lord say. And you're going against his word. Hallelujah. Saddle on your ass like a Balaam. A mad prophet. Hallelujah. And know that the Lord has, has no, there's no blessing in it. You're going against the will of the Lord. God going to answer you. Hallelujah. You better make sure you can handle the answer. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm speaking to somebody right now. You can't stay in the church and fool around. God is going to expose you. He's going to expose you. For God is jealous about his name. He's jealous about his church. It is his bride. He's jealous. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's unmute our microphones. I'm telling you, God's going to lose some things in this church. See folks getting the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. See an outpouring of the Holy Ghost coming. Mataba Hushaya. Kambasato Hushaya. I bind that demonic spirit. Hallelujah. I bind that demonic spirit. Masandaba Hushaya. Hallelujah. 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 Speaking in tongues and jealous. Hallelujah. You can't fool the Lord. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. Speaking in tongues and jealous. You can't fool the Lord. He knows. Hallelujah. Smiling with pastor and jealous. He knows. Hallelujah. The Lord knows our uncleanness. He knows. He knows. The Lord knows and he's jealous for his people. He's jealous for his people. Come on, saints of the living God. My God Almighty. Hallelujah. He ain't going to stop the blessing of the Lord from flowing. It's going to flow. It's going to flow. Hallelujah. I speak it in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's going to flow. It's going to flow. Hallelujah. 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 It's going to flow. 